0: A tale as old as time, train wrecks in sports, and boy, we saw one yesterday. Stone the Bannowitz hit the open.
1: On your mark, get set, go! You are listening to Ken Levick Alive. What?
2: Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the
1: garage? Yep. Turn it up! Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN
0: 106.3. I have... I have the Tullamore do song stuck in my head. I can't even, I have to acknowledge it because all, I, Stone, can we sing it real quick? Can we sing it real? Just go ahead and turn the music off. Here we go. Let's just do the the, the main part of it. Ready? One, two, three. Tullamore, 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 Tullamore Dew. There. I thought we were going to go from the top. No, I don't know the words from the top. I just know that point.
3: Uh, shout out to Tullamore Dew. They're one of my favorite shots to take when I'm at the Irishman in Boca Raton. I
0: mean, I've heard that spot on the station about 7,000 times over the last two weeks. Let's just one more time. One, two three do. all right good
3: and uh, now i want a couple shots
0: uh it is 1201 all right
3: it's, so, it's, uh,
0: <laughs> uh, if you're a chicago bears fan chances are you want a lot of shots of tolamore do right now that team is an abject disaster okay uh they're 0-2 uh they're flat out bad Justin Fields is broken. Matt Eberflus, their head coach, appears to be broken. It was yesterday that we, at one point in the show, Stone, we played a clip of Justin Fields, uh, what sounded like him blaming coaching for his, his poor start, to the season for his issues that he's having, including throwing an interception at the three, his own three out of the end zone on a screen pass against Tampa Bay uh, after they ran the same play at the same formation three straight plays back at their goal line in <laughs> a last uh, a loss to the Buccaneers on on Sunday. That, however, was just the beginning of the Chicago Bears' day, apparently. I had no idea what was coming from a team that I used to follow on a daily basis as a little tiny guy, a little tiny guy up in the Chicago area. Um, I have followed the Chicago Bears for a long time. I I grew up a Bears fan, and yesterday was truly the most chaotic day in the history of the franchise. Justin Fields, at at his, his, his press conference yesterday, this is him receiving a question about uh, why he's thinking too much. He had made the comment, I'm thinking too much on the field. Here's, here's his response to why he was thinking too much.
4: What do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe
0: think too much? Um, you know, could be uh, you know,
4: uh, coaching.
0: So that's obviously going to pique interest. That's obviously going to get journalist juices flowing when a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback who has flat out sucked for arguably the worst team in the NFL, says something like that. So from that point on, Jeanette, it was red flags are up. And you know, when something like that happens, especially in a city like Chicago where the Bears are so big, that just sends off a flurry of activity. Mm Mm-hmm whispers are spreading. That's right. There's whispers and there's tweets and the newspaper people are scurrying around and all of a sudden sports talk radio catches wind and it gets legs and it grows bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Then, about 30 minutes after that, Alan Williams, he is now the former defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. He, prior to the opener of the season, took a leave of absence From the team, Matt Eberflus, the head coach, was making defensive calls in his absence. Now, yesterday, then Matt Eberflus, he was he was asked about, "Hey, uh, where is Allen Williams? Where is your defensive coordinator?" And he flat out just said, over and over again, "Uh, "I can't comment on that. I can't comment on that." Here's Matt Eberflus when asked, "Hey, uh, where is your defensive coordinator?" Do anticipate Alan Williams to return at any point this season?
4: I do not have an update on, on uh, Alan Williams right now.
1: Is he, is he still the defensive
4: coordinator? Like I said, I don't have any update. I don't have any update right now. Have you spoken to him because he's been asked? I don't have any update.
0: So that was the status update on the Left for Personal Reasons defensive coordinator. I don't have any update. I don't have any update. Is she still the defensive coordinator? I don't have any update.
3: Uh Oh, yes. I completely from left field. I have a question about the background noise. I was going to get there too. It's
0: a, it's a laptop.
3: It sounds
0: yeah. It's
2: a laptop. Like that's
3: the sound of my nails it's touching the microphone. Keyboard
0: warrior.
2: Yeah, it's a it's but a laptop. But so they're,
3: aggressive. There's not one it?
2: laptop. It's like 14. Well, I
3: know. But like, are the laptops okay? Do are they like Tom Brady on the sideline tra- just throwing? You're stuff, transcribing.
0: Like, yeah, you're, you're transcribing. You're transcribing, it. you're transcribing for your store. Are you smashing hammers
3: on the laptop? No, while here's
0: you're here's you what I get. Think, it here's what I think is happening. <laughs> there is probably near the.
3: And it sounds like there's gum, immense gum chewing too. Yeah, well, I like, like the stone. Here's Pretend what like I think. Chewing it. Gum.
0: That's it. That's how you do well, media in modern day. <laughs> in modern day press conferences. Now you're also taking reporters on Zoom, so I have to think there's some mics open on that, and that's what you're hearing is the typing and the extraneous noise. I think that's what that is. It's not just coming from the press conference room.
3: Oh, everybody has really nice nails in that room. But it's a, so.
0: it's a it's laptop keys and gum apparently. We've identified that. Um identifying where the defensive coordinator was much more difficult than us just identifying the background mm-hmm. uh, of Matt Eberflus's press conference. Then shortly after that, a random Chicago podcast account tweeted that the FBI That's the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The FBI had raided Hallis Hall, that is the Bears headquarters, and the home of Allen Williams, the defensive coordinator. The FBI. So as you can imagine, it's a bleep show at this point. Justin Fields is talking about how coaching is making them play pad. Matt Eberflus has clearly been told by the front office of the Bears, don't say a damn thing about Allen Williams. And then a random Chicago podcast is tweeting, oh yeah, Alan Williams, uh, he got his home and the team headquarters raided by the FBI. So at this point, all hell is breaking loose. It is an absolute disaster up there in Chicago with this 0-2 football team. And when you hear FBI The least of your worries after that is 0-2 football team, okay? That's the least of your concerns at that point.
3: Yeah, your mind goes to deeper places. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, deeper,
0: darker places. Yeah. Like like 0-17. No, not quite. Like 17 years in prison. (laughs) Minimum. Uh, Yeah. So, so that sets off a cascading chain of events. Wait, did the FBI raid an NFL facility? Did they raid Allen Williams' home? Uh, there was a minor respite when Justin Fields got back into the locker room after practice, and his teammates on social media say, hey, dude, your comments about coaching, they blew up. He, in an unprecedented move, calls the entire media contingent over to his locker to explain his comments that he made about coaching causing him to think too much and play poorly. Here's Justin Fields, in front of his lacquer explaining or re-clarifying his comments.
4: Um, you know, uh, the press conference earlier, um, I forgot who asked the question, but I kind of knew that's what they were trying to get out of me. But,
0: um,
4: yeah, uh, I said, I think I saw a quote Aaron just showed me something on Twitter. I don't have Twitter because I just, I don't need it. But, um, it, it could be coaching. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I love you guys, but, you know, I get that you, you guys' jobs are to get clicked. So it's like, When you take my quote out of context, when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like, y'all are trying to split us us up as a team. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches. Never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care. It's a drop pass. It should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates never will hear that. So, I just want to clear that out and just know that, like, I need to play better, that's it, point blank, if, if y'all, that's that's what I should have said in the first place, but, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because, you know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do, and I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job, so, um, I'm gonna do that, and in the future, like, but I ask you guys just, just to put the whole quote out, don't, cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. So, um, again, appreciate you guys, what you do, and um, y'all would
0: bless you. All right, so pretty mature there from Justin Fields. He did pull the old taken out of context. He did flat out say coaching and then explain how coaching has uh, screwed him up mentally a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, again, that was mature. Justin Fields, that ended up being the only bright spot of the day for the Chicago Bears because then, a half an hour later... The aforementioned Alan Williams, defensive coordinator, rumors swirling that the FBI raided his home and raided Hallis Hall because of him. He resigns his position as defensive coordinator, citing family and health issues, family and health, family and health. The problem is Alan Williams resignation. His statement did not come out on team letterhead. It was on a random piece of paper that was then posted to a bulletin board at Hallis Hall. It was sent to media members from an email address that nobody recognized from somebody that nobody recognized, and he had hired a lawyer at that spot. The Chicago Bears' official statement was, Allen Williams resigned his position as defensive coordinator this morning, and that was it. No we wish him the best, we are with him as he battles his health concerns, nothing. Just one single statement, period, that's it, done. That then has the lawyer, the new lawyer, the newly hired lawyer of Allen Williams who is suffering from health issues and has resigned as defensive coordinator as the Chicago Bears, who earlier in the day, Matt Eberflus was clearly told, hey, don't say anything about Allen Williams. He has this lawyer calling radio stations throughout Chicago, getting a hold of reporters throughout Chicago. There is no police activity. There is no law enforcement. We're clearing up these rumors. He was asked on a Chicago radio station, this lawyer of Alan Williams, again, hired yesterday, sports lawyer. He was then asked on a Chicago radio station on a follow-up question, well, surely Alan Williams is now going to file litigation against those who are slandering his name, right? Mm. Defamation. The lawyer, no joke, on Chicago radio goes, Oh, I got a meeting to get to, guys. Thank you. Leaves. I mean, something's up with Alan Williams. From a bigger picture, you've lost your defensive coordinator. Who knows what's going on with your defensive coordinator? He says, Ah, oh, I have health problems. The Bears say, he resigned his position. Matt Eberflus couldn't say a damn thing about him. You've got your quarterback. You've got your quarterback saying, Yeah, coaching has me mentally messed up. You're 0 2. Oh, yeah. And you play the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. I think it's safe to say the Chicago Bears are spiraling out of control. Would you agree with that assessment, Jeanette?
3: Yes. And I love it.
0: I mean, it's all juicy.
3: It's, this, is, this is a conversation you have at brunch with the girls <laughs> that, like, oh, he said something like, "I think Justin Fields, low key, brought this up to the table without knowing how deep it could go." Uh, I mean, it, like the coaching comment. Yeah, that at surface level, before all this, he was like, "Oh, he's just blaming the coaches." Right, but no, we're learning that the coaches have something way deeper, more personal going yeah,
0: on. Yeah, so, he this,
3: blew this up without even knowing.
0: This is, as they say in the business, uh, snowballing. On the Chicago Bears,
3: I think the thing
2: that I hate the most is is now Baker Mayfield's second win doesn't look as good. But you know, it's a conversation
0: <laughs> for you another know, day. I can't let's believe. Get, let's eye the important thing. Right. Here. I
3: can't believe this. But Stone right, Bucks yeah. are two and zero because I, of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, but it just
0: doesn't look as hey, good anymore. You right? Play who's on the schedule. Are this you, ain't college. Yeah, you, you play who's on always. the schedule. Two and zero is two and zero. Okay, uh, and it was a convincing win numbers don't lie stats don't by lie by three but yeah, yeah, sure. yeah but that's fine whatever Stone. We'll, we'll take it it was ten at one point yeah, <laughs> it uh, was Stone so up. so I I again grew up in Chicago grew up following the Bears this is uh, getting blown out in the 1990 NFC title game against the Giants This is Mike Ditka being fired, which was like a wear black day of mourning in Chicago when it happened. It was the... uh the highly disappointing Dave Wanstead era that I know Dolphins fans can also commiserate with. Uh, this is uh, Dick Duran era largely being meh. This is never having a franchise quarterback. This is losing in the Super Bowl. All of these things that Bears fans look at in the past and say, oh, uh, tragic, tragic. Being a Bears fan is, is real, real tough in my lifetime. This is far exceeding any of that. Even the most chaotic day I can remember as a youth growing up in Chicago, and that was the day Mike Ditka was fired. This far exceeded it. This was the craziest day. This was the most ridiculous day. This was the most spiraling out-of-control day in the long, long history of George Hellas' and Virginia McCaskey's Chicago Bears.
2: Was there any Mike Singletary drama in, in, in Chicago? No? 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 Okay. I, I no, was, was. He,
0: he was and still is beloved. Okay, Old okay. Number I number not Old number 50 in a Bears uniform. No, Mike Singletary, I mean, he was as clean cut as they come. I didn't know he clean as they come, absolutely. In fact, let me tell you a story. Oh. Uh, because in the 90s, do you remember Alonzo Spellman at all? I don't. Uh, Bears uh, pass rusher. Alonzo Spellman yeah, was bipolar uh, and stopped taking his medication. So what did he do? He, and I forget what year this was, he barricaded himself in his publicist's home in suburban Chicago. It made, obviously, regional news. It was breaking news. All the radio stations, all the TV stations were camped out in front of the publicist's home. Mike Singletary was driving, heard the news on the radio. Mike Singletary drove to Alonzo Spellman's publicist's home, walked into the home, and talked Alonzo Spellman out of barricading himself in that house And while he's having a manic bipolar episode, Mike Singletary helped talk to Alonzo Spellman and end the standoff at the publicist's home. Wow. Wow. That's a real thing that happened.
3: Everybody needs a friend like that, man.
0: Yeah, that that actually happened. So in response to your question, no, Mike Singletary is a saint. The quite opposite of what I thought. a Hall of Famer saint, okay? Uh, But, I mean, I don't know. There's nowhere to go but up. I mean, this is rock bottom right now for the Chicago Bears. And I can, I can commiserate. I can commiserate. I am a, a Chicago White Sox fan. They're really the, the lone team remaining in my fandom lineup, on my fandom roster from my days of youth, uh, passionate sports person up in the Chicago area. This season alone... They uh, have been in last place in the worst division in baseball, the AL Central. They were the second team to be eliminated from playoff contention this year in Major League Baseball. They had their former all-star shortstop knocked out in a baseball fight, took a haymaker right to the chin, got knocked out, lights turned out, passed out right there on the infield dirt in Cleveland, and had the entire front office fired. And then hired a new GM from within that failed front office. That's spiraling out of control if you're the Chicago White Sox, okay? But this also reminds me of the last time I felt the Miami Dolphins were spiraling out of control. This was near the end of the Tony Sperano era as head coach. This is Stephen Ross, Dolphins owner, flirting with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, who at the time was being courted as Stanford's head coach. Was he going to go to the NFL? was going to take another high-profile college job. What was going to happen? Steven Ross, a Michigan man, where Jim Harbaugh played his college football. Steven Ross infatuated with the thought of Jim Harbaugh. Problem is, with Stanford playing in the Orange Bowl and Steven Ross butting up and flirting with Jim, guess what? Steven Ross still had a head coach under contract coaching his Miami Dolphins football team. What happened? What happened when that head coach found out that not only Stephen Ross, but the GM, Jeff Ireland, Jeff Ireland, who was tied to Tony Sperano, they both came from Dallas, uh, hired by Bill Parcells to reinvent the Dolphins franchise that had fleeting success, but then was starting to plummet down into the depths of obscurity. The GM, Jeff Ireland, Tony Sperano's boy, he also was with Steven Ross batting eyes at Jim Harbaugh. So when Tony Sprano found out, guess what? It was fireworks. It was bad times. It was drama. So much so that Stephen Ross said, my apologies. My God, I'm so sorry. Tony, I love you. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it here. Take my hand. Look into my eyes. I'm going to tell you. I care for you. I care for you. I love you. That was nothing. That was nothing. Don't read my phone. That was nothing, okay? And what did they have to do? They had to give Tony Sperano an undeserved contract extension to make up for the damage they did flirting with Jim Harbaugh. We went in to the headquarters of the Dolphins into their building in Davie at 3 o'clock on a random Wednesday and sat around the same table that they have players sign contracts on. It was me and 10 other select members of the media that were chosen to be a part of this impromptu press conference in Davie at the Dolphins facility as uncomfortably Stephen Ross, Tony Sprato, Jeff Ireland sat there and they didn't look at each other. They didn't talk to one another. They answered questions and they reiterated how committed they were to to one another, all while having a chilly, clear, no relationship, sitting within six inches of one another. That was the Dolphins spiraling out of control. That's what comes to mind when I think Bears-esque spiraling out of control. White Sox-esque shortstop lane unconscious in Cleveland spiraling out of control. The Dolphins having to make it up to Tony Sperano. May he rest in peace. That is spiraling out of control. When is the last time your team felt like it was totally spiraling out of control? Similar to what we experienced with the Chicago Bears yesterday. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV 1063. That's 888-760-3776. When is the last time your team felt like it was spiraling out of control? It could have happened last week. It could have happened last year, five years ago. Some teams, some of you were lucky. It could have been two decades ago. But when's the last time it felt like your team was completely spiraling out of control? 888-760-3776. Jeanette, you sit there. You love a team. You're passionate about it. You buy the gear. You're buying tickets. You think, oh, maybe there's some, some promise here. And then... The whole thing just blows up. When's the last time that happened to you?
3: I'm going to take you to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay,
0: this is a Buccaneers story.
3: Yes. Um, 2010 through 2014, right before Jameis Winston came back. Okay. Like 2013, we're pretty dark. Josh Freeman to Mike Lennon to Jameis Winston. Oh,
0: Mike Lennon the neck.
3: Yes. For what? Yeah, exactly.
0: He had a huge neck. I mean, Jesus God.
3: It's. it's Yes. <laughs> the memes are fantastic. Yeah. But um, it was, so we get Josh Freeman, and I've told you this, and I've showed you both the pictures. I did. I was so excited about him. You know, he was our first round pick. I bought uh, an authentic Josh Freeman jersey. And he and was did, Kansas
0: State, right? Josh Freeman? Yes. Okay.
3: Uh, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure. And I, I did at a photo Sto- shoot. I looked at Stone. Stone goes, ooh. So I knew he didn't know. Yeah, I remember you did a Josh Freeman photo shoot. I do remember this.
3: Yes, I was very excited about him and um, it did not go. It just felt like, you know, we were still trying to figure out who was going to be our quarterback and all of that. Um, And then he went somewhere else in 2014. We're like, okay, it couldn't get much worse. 2014, Mike Glennon steps in and it's one of (laughs) two wins. By in the way, the
0: uh, just speaking, since we were talking about the Bears, uh, another in a long line of failed Miami uh, Chicago Bears quarterbacks, Mike Lennon.
3: Exactly, yeah. um, and then kind of, I don't want to say Jameis Winston came to save the day because. But at least
0: there was some promise there, and he threw a lot of it touchdowns. It was the
3: best the Bucks have been in a yeah. while, for almost a decade, with Jameis Winston stepped in. The Bucks
0: with Jameis Winston were fun bad. If you're going to be bad, you might as well be fun bad.
3: Yeah, exactly. We were always in the news, but we had no idea why. You Did- know. It was Jameis Winston did this. Oh, there right. was something culturally. Oh, there was something that. I'm like, well, we made it in the news and it was not just because they were horrible.
2: Uh didn't they make the playoffs his first year? I was gonna yes, say they, they backed yeah. themselves into the playoffs.
3: Yeah. Yeah. With James, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like that dark era of quarterbacks was over with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would
0: argue his thirty and thirty years, thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions, uh that was that was still an electric year for Jameis Winston. Legendary. Watching him play football was must-watch every Sunday.
3: For sure. And as a Tampa, as a Bucs fan, it was kind of like, what's he going to do today?
0: <laughs> we have no Ooh. idea.
3: Oh, he got a touchdown, but you better right. watch out because on the next drive, uh-huh. the other team may get the ball yeah. and, and pick like, him.
0: It's like being on drugs. What sort of trip am I going on this for time For sure, around? but, yeah. you know,
3: looking back, if, you know. Well, gonna, you had Brady
0: after that. I was just going to yeah. say, you
3: know, what would your 30-year-old self tell right. you about right. your 20s? Like, listen, Jeanette, hold on. This man that's winning all the Super Bowls right now, he's going to be your quarterback. <laughs>
0: uh, the Chicago Bears yesterday uh, had a quarterback call out his coaches. A quarterback then uh, blame the media for taking them out of context. A defensive coordinator resign, A head coach who couldn't make a single comment about his defensive coordinator. Rumors about an FBI raid. And oh yeah, they're 0-2 and they have the Chiefs coming up. Oh Oh, oh I forgot. And they lost their left tackle with a neck injury probably for the year. Uh, other than that, things are going great with the Bears. It is spiraling <laughs> out of control. It is spiraling out of control. When is the last time one of your teams felt like it was just a, a spiraling uh, completely unimpeded through the sports universe, eventually to be hit by some sort of wayward asteroid as it uh, it 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 ends up uh, travailing the the depths of space? When is when? is the last time your team was spiraling out of control. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on social media, at KLV1063, Ricky messages every time Kenny Pickett runs on the field. Now, granted, they won. The Steelers won. They had negative seven yards in the fourth quarter, but they won. They won. Um, I would also, too, if we're talking about spiraling out of control... NFL, I mean, this isn't going to be popular with a guy sitting across from me, Jeanette, but you have a quarterback, a Hall of Famer, that lasted four snaps, okay? You have a guy who clearly ain't it as the starting quarterback. Now, you have a, a, a budding star running back coming off of injury who's using emojis to express his, uh, his anxiety over only getting four touches Four touches in a loss to the Dallas Cowboys, okay? <laughs> you have another another star, another star. Was it Sauce Gardner or Garrett Wilson Stone, who's deleting his social media
2: accounts? Was it was Sauce Gardner. It was Sauce Gardner. Was,
0: which one was it? Which one was it? I think it was Sauce. It was Sauce. Sauce Gardner uh, deleting his social media accounts. Uh, when is, it, I mean, kind of feels like the Jets are, are on the precipice of spiraling out of control. They've begun... That death roll that may turn into a spiral at some what point. What do you
2: mean on the precipice? They're in the midst of spiraling. Oh, at they the are moment spiraling as we as
0: speak we, as we speak. I,
3: I thought you were gonna go with the Bengals.
0: Herd, hurtling towards a black hole.
3: Yeah, but you know but the, Bengals, of the Bengals. I love this the, take. The Bengals
2: started 0-2 last year, or the year that they went to the Super Bowl. I can't really remember. Joe Burrow's fine. No, the Jets are spiraling as we speak. You're watching film, you're trying to determine. What Zach Wilson can give if us. If they
0: lose to the Patriots, are they in full-fledged spiral mode? There's like, no doubt. 100% spiral 100%. mode? 100%. Yeah. So much so that we're hanging on to the fact that Aaron might
2: come back this season. Like, we're going to be alive in January. Sorry to use we. Like, the Jets are going to be alive in January. Oh, now he doesn't want to
3: use re- we. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now he doesn't yeah. want to use we. Now there's
0: no we in be- the vocabulary oh,
2: of the LeBanis.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because he he are thought we- he was going to suit up behind Aaron Rodgers <laughs> at one point during the off season. Well,
2: I, I can't do that to Tampa. I can't be just throwing we out there for other teams.
3: Oh, now you care. I'm trying to true. Now you I'm care, you sloppy seconds, huh?
2: I've been riding with
0: Baker, and hey, I can't be doing that. The way I live, sloppy seconds are better than nothing at all.
3: Uh, not what is My th- standards are not as low as yours, obviously, <laughs> <this day>, okay? <laughs> what is what is the
0: time your team was completely spiraling out of control? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. If you're the Browns and you lose Nick Chubb to that devastating injury, and you lose a game where the opponent had negative seven yards in the fourth quarter, that kind of feels like spiraling a little bit too. No, yeah, We're no. Starting doubt.
2: the spiral, If you lose a few more games. Bye bye goes Kevin Stefanski. They're gonna blow up that front. I don't know. I have no idea what's gonna happen to these guys. They're in the midst of it. Uh,
0: John in Palm Beach Gardens kicks us off on the phones on Ken Lavelle live. What's up, John?
4: I know. I think uh, it's hard to imagine with them now being the number four ranked team in the country, but losing to Jacksonville State like they did a couple of years ago—that yeah. was definitely the bottom for them.
0: And think about it; that was an instance. And it wasn't it after that game too that a a Florida State lineman proposed to his fiance on the field while Jacksonville State was celebrating uh, at the doke,
4: <laughs> Yeah, and then they, then they got end up getting crushed by Louisville. Wake Forest
0: and Clemson right in
4: a row after that.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. But then it's been, it's largely been a nice steady climb up after that. You've got to hit rock bottom and appreciate the call, John. You've got to hit rock bottom. You've got to finally hit some sort of surface during that spiral in order to rebound.
3: This reminds me of when I was watching the UM versus MTSU game last season. Yeah, at Hard Rock Stadium.
0: That was spiraling. I that think that was
3: spiraling, and you could tell by the fans yeah. who were watching the game because I'm neutral. I'm just there to drink for free and look pretty. Sure. So all the fans were like slowly getting quieter and looking miserable, and the suite was silent yeah. after a while. Well,
0: yeah, I, I think it is safe to say that the canes are no longer spiraling, right? Like they they found, and I think it was probably that Middle Tennessee State game. Mm-hmm. They found rock bottom, and then they. They uh, they sort of uh, traversed rock bottom for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and now they're starting to climb back up. They found those um, those you know those shoes with the spikes on them. Uh, you're climbing Mount Everest, uh, and you, you you get your footing. That and you've got your little uh, whatever picket. Ha- picket things. Yeah, yeah, not Kenny Pickett, but your picket things. Your picks, your picks, your picks. Your <laughs> climbing picks. They're they're slowly climbing out of the crevasse. And finding their way to sunlight once again. Yeah, I
2: don't think it's it's talked about enough because the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Hurricanes, are about to be a combined ten and zero. And, and I don't, we're not celebrating. We're not treating it like that's a fact, but it is a fact.
0: Well, I do think going
2: to going to Buffalo is. I mean, it's tricky. It's tricky. I think they haven't
3: makes, had real like.
2: I think that's the one to make it ten and zero. It is that that the last of the
0: five games. I'm just saying, but it, it, things are looking up for us here in South
3: oh, Florida. Yeah, no, and There's happen. no
0: doubt about that. Things are looking up. What if... The, oh, I. They better not let Russ have a, a Russ game for the first time <laughs> in two years. I'm going to be furious on Sunday. I am going to be furious. When is the last time your team felt like it was spiraling out of control? Because Bears fans, you're there. <laughs> you... <laughs> You uh you are there, but I know Dolphins fans you have been there. That's why this feels so good right now because you have spent a lot of time in that spiral. Your equilibrium is all thrown off, you feel nauseous. You're you're just uh it's like in space. Like if you got knocked off course, what's there to correct your uh your path? Nothing. There's no gravity up there, so unless you have more fuel in that rocket booster, you're just going to keep spinning around like a crazy person the entire time.
3: Can we also open up the phone lines to be a source of therapy for any Chicago Bears fans? Because you've kind of gone on the Dolphins fans, uh, too. Maybe I, they want to, like, say something?
0: I don't know. They can. I mean, if you're a Bears fan and you want to talk through some things, I don't know how I can help you, but I'll try. I mean, I, I'll try, but you guys are screwed.
3: I'm trying to provide a safe place where they can feel better about uh, themselves. I see,
0: here's you know? the thing. My abilities as a therapist, an amateur therapist, are, are they only go so far, okay? <laughs> they only go so far. Uh, when is the last time a team of yours felt like it was spiraling out of control? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, social media at KLV1063. We'll get to more calls. We have a bunch of social media, but I want to tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho when is your team been spiraling out of control 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 for me I'm a White Sox fan Tim Anderson was whole ass knocked out uh after a baseball fight that never happens uh just a couple of months ago and uh yeah I was here to watch the Dolphins flirt with Jim Harbaugh while they still had a head coach under contract Chinette. She remained true to the box, even though Josh Freeman and Mike Glennon were back-to-back quarterbacks. That was spiraling. She's Jeanette Javier, the minute Queen. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. What do you think was causing
4: you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could
1: be, uh, you know, uh, coaching. Um. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LeVick Alive on ESPN 106.3.
0: Uh Ken, why do you think you don't get to nearly the amount of material that you want to get to on a daily basis on the radio? You know, could be uh, you know, uh, coaching. No. Could be uh not a third hour. Ah, you're taking me out of context. Took me out of context. No, actually I mean that give me a third hour. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 1063. Going to start making demands around here, Stone. We got to get things moving here. Got to get things moving here. Give me that third hour. It's football season. Let me talk, baby. Unleash me. Yeah, let me talk. Take me says. off the leash. Unleash me. I'm a, I'm a I'm a leashed dog. I just want to talk.
2: Janine, if he was a dog, what kind of dog would he be? A Shih Tzu. <laughs> I love that.
3: Actually. <laughs> uh, we're not oh, we're not
2: gonna go the Chihuahua route, right? No. no. Okay.
0: Shit. It
2: was good enough.
0: I'm the uh, I'm the, the pit bull of sports talk. <laughs> hey, love that. Yeah, hell
2: yeah, Let me hear
3: your bark, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: uh, I've
3: only can see people can see how idiotic you look doing that.
0: Oh, <gasps> Tua. Uh, <laughs> Anthony in West Palm on Ken LeVica alive. Anthony, when is uh, when is the time your team felt like it was spiraling out of control?
4: Man, i remember the back end of Coach Spurrier's career at UF. And the high of Urban Meyer, of course, and then the downfall of that, I remember that feeling like a sinking ship. Mm -hmm. It felt like that for a long time. Here's a hot, spicy take, I think. Um, Let's give Coach Prime a couple years. If Bill (laughs) Napier doesn't do it, does Florida ask him to come down?
0: Uh, I think his uh, his stock is high right now. I mean he does do revolutionary things at practice as we saw yesterday like play loud noises to replicate an opposing fan base uh, like he did. My God, the way we blew that up and appreciate the call Anthony. I mean we are we have reached the point with Deion Sanders that we are praising him so much that it's getting ridiculous. A a Colorado fan account showed a clip yesterday of Colorado. They're blasting in noise to replicate the Oregon fans on Saturday in that game at Autzen Stadium. That is something that has been done for decades by NFL and college teams to prepare, especially their offenses, for how they're going to communicate on the field with a wall of noise coming down at them in this Colorado fan account. Tweet at all. Oh, those are the details that make Coach Prime special. Come on, guys. Like, what are you going to do next? Say, oh, Colorado painted the field with with hash marks and yard lines just like they're going to face Saturday. That's the attention to detail that Coach Prime brings. They got properly roasted. I mean, come on. Like We're getting to the point where it's a little over the top now with Deion Sanders.
3: 100%. It's a little over the
2: top. Now. But then you have the story come out. That he said with Taylor Rooks about Jimmy Horn Jr., which was one of the coolest stories I think we've all ever seen. So, uh, so it's just you, you, Where he's
0: talking about how his dad was watching the yeah. game in prison. So you just get the best of both worlds. Like, mm. that was good stuff. Yeah. No, and it's good that we know about that, but that also, I'm sure, is not the first time that a coach has tried to lift up a player. Of course, there you go. It's great. That's all you're supposed to say is it's Deion great. Deion Sanders is not the second coming of coaching Christ. It's a great he story. Just re- it is a great story. But it's also not revolutionary. Deion Sanders, I don't even think he calls or is involved fully in the game plan on either side of the ball. Like someone was asking Saturday night, uh, why, uh, why does Deion always have the microphone of his headset up? Why doesn't he talk into the headset? Because he's not doing anything. He's not calling a defensive set. He's not calling an offensive play. Like He's being kept in the loop, but Deion Sanders is there to have these collection of men to lead, to lead a winning team. There's more to coaching than just being involved in the game plan, but I don't think Deion Sanders is sitting there with his hands and his feet fully immersed in the defensive and offensive game plan. I don't think that's what he's doing. I don't
2: think that has anything to do with this, and also that's very normal of coaches. Okay, right? great. You just, keep, you just so, switch channels, and you're rocking with the defense, and what if I'm they saying, say anything out of line, you chime in. What I'm
0: saying is Deion is a great story, and I love watching Colorado play, because I love watching Shador and I love that number three running back. Dylan Edwards. Uh, yeah, and and I, I'm into Colorado. I love Travis Hunter, but... It's starting to become a little much to a point. It's getting ridiculous. We're crediting Deion Sanders for his attention to detail for doing something that every other coach in America does. Okay? Like, stop. Like, oh, wait, Colorado is, is, is running a full-speed practice and tackling? Oh, that's attention to detail right there. Woo! That's what sets Coach Prime apart. Like, guys, stop. And so you're right. That Taylor Rook story, and if you, you, you don't know what we're talking about, um, what's the name of the, the the wide receiver again? Um, that was Jimmy Horn Jr. Jimmy Horn Jr. His father is incarcerated. That's my understanding yeah. off of this story. And his father, uh, Deion Sanders, he, he had a bad first half. Uh, this Jimmy Horn Jr. Uh, young man, a bad first half. Deon Sanders at one point is seen calling him over. He grabs him by the shoulders, talks to him. He's he's up in his face talking to him, not like yelling at him, but it's it's an intense conversation. And and then they they embrace. They hug each other, and Taylor Rooks of Bleacher Report. Yep. Okay. She um, she she then did a piece on that, or put out content on that. Uh, Dion, Deon was telling the story, right? Yes. Told him I just flat out told him, hey, your father's in prison. He's watching you right now. You don't want to disappoint him, right? You don't want to disappoint him. Come on, shake everything off, and think about your dad. And then Jimmy Horn Jr. caught the eventual game tying touchdown pass. Ugh. And so that's special stuff right there. All I'm saying is that Dion, and I promise I'm not being cynical. I promise I'm not trying to throw a wet blanket on this. All, it's a great story. And Taylor Rooks, that's an awesome, awesome thing to latch onto and ask about and get Dion's uh, story about that. All I'm saying is that it's not the first time that a coach has lifted a player up with positive reinforcement and it helped him respond to adversity. Okay? That's all I'm saying is that it's starting to get a little over the top like Deion, some Christ-like figure. No, he, more than any other coach, though, in college football, I think is able to connect and relate to his players and get a message through to his players. And he does so in a unique manner because a lot of times it involves one-on-one and in real time, in the moment, in the throes of a game, can be a one-on-one communication, and that's what makes Deion special. Not loud noises in practice, or lifting a player up within the game.
3: Yeah, no, he's a leader and a coach, and he knows how to connect with these young men.
0: You a dog.
3: You a dog. Uh,
0: Dion to Dion Florida, I don't know. I don't know. None don't of us know. know. All I know is that he's made Colorado cool as hell. He's made anywhere, Colorado cool.
3: Anywhere Prime goes, turns out cool as hell. Yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't okay, matter where he goes. it's not the school. It's what he does to the organization. And if we're going
0: to... Uh, Hypothesize where Dion would go next because he sort of already poo pooed like the NFL. I, he, though he did poo poo leaving Jackson State and then went to Colorado, so I don't know. Um, but if you're a college, if you're Florida, and eventually that time came, and hey, let's not start. Uh, listen, now I've always I've always been supportive of Billy Napier. <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've always thought that he yeah, was doing a wonderful job. Yeah. But uh, Billy Napier comes off the biggest win of his uh of his Florida Gators tenure, and now we're already hiring Dion to Gainesville. Hey, hold on. Put the brakes on. And you better be ready to just ship on a military plane, one of those big ass military planes with nineteen engines, stacks and stacks and stacks of thousand dollar bills to get Dion to come to Gainesville because whatever whatever that next stop is for Dion, if this continues at Colorado even seven or eight win seasons but it's consistent I mean we're talking Fort Knox stuff there buddy <laughs> and I know he had
2: that conversation with him in Auburn before they hired Hugh Freeze but I don't think he wants to coach in the SEC I think that's something that he's spoken about he doesn't want to be a part of those message boards and those fan bases he wants elsewhere
0: I guess if he's still getting five stars though why why leave Colorado why leave the big 12 I mean, eventually they're going to the Big 12. They're still in the Pac-12 this year. But why leave that? That's good. That's good stuff. Brings uh, Boulder, not a bad place. We're all mountain fans. Absolutely. I'll go yeah. to Boulder.
3: They have a couple great breweries over there.
0: That campus is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's basic enough for Jeanette. It's got mountains for Stone and I. And then Dion brings the cool.
3: Uh, I like the mountains, but the mountains are better after you've had a couple beers.
0: Really, and I would live in mountains that, in a second,
3: and something else at Colorado. Has no, legalized. sure, but he,
0: I mean, you could still get that. I mean,
2: mountains are good, sober, drunk, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll take mountains. mountains,
0: any any state that my mind is in, uh, whether it be mentally or physically, I'll take
2: mountains.
3: It's just the trinity of Colorado. You got the mountains, you got the natural greens. And then the good beer.
2: We don't need any extraterrestrial stuff, me and Ken. We just, you know, we do it on our own. I mean, I'll take it, but I like the mountains. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just divine when all three come together. Mm -hmm. Amen.
0: Uh, Divine. The holy trinity. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I do like to traverse them, sort of like the bears are traversing uh, the canyon of Suck right now. Uh, They are deep in that canyon. Uh, When is the last time... When is the last time that a team of yours felt like it was spiraling out of control? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, 760 3776 in social media, at KLV1063. Jeff messages when the calendar turns to September in Flushing, New York. Oh, a Mets fan. Yee. Uh, GT, when Cam Cameron talked about failing forward fast. Stone, as I always do, is it possible to find Cam Cameron? Uh, Before the final preseason game of the 2007 season, the Dolphins were destined to go 1-15 in that year. He wanted his team to show that they were going to fail forward fast. (laughs) Fail. He flat out said, I want these guys to fail. And that's when you knew. 2007 was not going to be a good year for your Miami Dolphins.
3: I love that. I remember listening to that. And when I was in uh, high school, my freshman – Volleyball coach legit said, You girls are going to lose and it's okay. Just make sure you have fun.
0: Uh, see, that's when you know you have a loser coach. <laughs> uh David, David messages in, it rhymes with Sham Shamron. Huh. I'm seeing a common thing here. Cam, fail forward fast. Take it away.
1: We want to fail forward fast. I want guys going out in this game, not being afraid to fail. But if you fail, fail forward. What does that mean? Well, if you're failing forward, that means you're failing, but you're learning, and then you got to learn fast. Early in the first quarter, I want you, I want you, I want some guys to go out there and fail, fail in the first half.
0: <laughs> oh, God! It's been it's been 15 years, and it's still one of the single dumbest things I've ever heard come out of the mouth and of he, a head I, football coach. I
3: feel like he practiced that too.
0: I want you to fail. I want you to fail forward fast. I want these guys to. Fail. It's really that one that drives it home. I want these guys to fail. Like, that wasn't going to be clipped and used for the eternity of Cam Cameron's coaching career. (laughs) God, what a low point in Dolphins history. That's Jeanette Javier, the Dominique Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
1: Jar in the beach. downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica live on ESPN 106.3. You don't have to be petty. You don't have to be petty over
0: there. Even though I already called out the Jets for starting to spiral. You don't have to be petty. Are you on AOL? What is happening? What was that?
1: Down goes Anderson! Go. Down goes Anderson!
0: What was that other thing? Was that Steve's open? Yes. <clears throat> Ask Steve tomorrow. By the way, here on Ken Lebo Live. A little, little promo. There you go.
3: Stone wasn't even alive when AOL was up and running. No, do you even know
0: what I'm talking about when I say AOL?
2: Those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. A little instant messenger action. Yeah, hell yeah. I what was. was a- your, what was your aim? Um, at Lebo. Really? I never had an AOL, guys.
3: Of course. What was yours, Ken?
2: <laughs> cool Ken two seven
0: two. That makes a lot of sense. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What was yours?
3: Sporty Biznich, what? Sporty Biznich ninety. Sporty Biznich ninety. Yes.
0: That sucks more than Cool Ken two seven two. And I thought
3: I thought I was the coolest thing in the
0: world. Sporty Biznich ninety was Jeanette. I am AOL Instant Messenger AIM name. That is uh, yeah. Sporty Biznich ninety. Cool. Uh real quick, real quick. Uh, we got big things coming up here this weekend with ESPN 106.3 and Tolomar Tolomar Tullamore Dew. Dew. Join Tullamore Dew and ESPN West Palm Saturday, 3.30 to 5.30 and one two three to Tora and West Palm Beach for all of your college football action. Come watch your favorite game. while we'll sipping on some Tullamore, Tullamore, Tullamore Dew. Drink specials like a do and a Brew or Espresso Tully Martini. I think you'd be into that, Jeanette. While you're there, Sports Biznatch or whatever that was. Sporty. While you're there, that should be the name of the show.
3: Sporty Biznatches.
0: Sport Biznatch Middays ESPN 106.3. While you're there at 123 Detoura, you can also register <laughs> to win some awesome prizes, including a pair of University of Miami football tickets. And a branded Tullamore Dew Cooler. Tullamore Dew, the original triple blend Irish whiskey, must be 21 or over. Again, Saturday, 3.30 to 5.30, one two three, to Tura, West Palm Beach. Hang out with ESPN West Palm and Tullamore, Tullamore, Tullamore Dew.
3: We've harmonized it now. Yeah,
0: I like what we did there. Ken Levicka Live, Stone Labanowitz, and the Sports Biznatch. 90. Sporty Biznatch. Sporty Biznatch. I'm sorry. Sporty Biznatch 90 was the AIM username for Jeanette. That is something. Uh, by the way, uh, Amorant Bank Arena. How do you feel about that? Amorant Bank Arena. That is now the new Panthers Arena. That is no longer FLA Live. It's no longer BB&T. It's no longer the Office Depot Center. It's no longer the Bank Atlantic Center. It's no longer the National Car Rental Center. It is Amaret Bank Arena. Your thoughts, sporty biznatch.
3: (laughs) I wanted it to be Amaretto Arena. Like that's the tease, Amaretto. The
0: the liquor. Yeah, but they need to pay for that. I know. I'm sure Amaret Bank spent uh, a prodigious amount of cash to put their name on
3: it. I'm probably. I apologize to Amaret Bank. I'm probably going to call it Amaretto. (laughs) Arena
2: forever. <laughs> as long as pucks are in deep and the things fine in the net, little upper deckies here, and there's <laughs> lettuce all over that ice. Yeah. I'm for it. I'm yeah. all on board. Just keep those La- chiclets
0: in your mouth. They're damn
2: right. I was just
3: gonna say, what about the teeth? <laughs> of course. Yeah, of gotta- course.
0: I want to see some spitting chiclets. Uh Ameren Bank Arena. You know what its nickname is gonna be? ABBA. ABA. Mm. There you go. Mm. Amarant Bank Arena. I get into the nickname ABA. Be dancing all over that ice.
3: Little dancing
0: queens. That's right. Yeah, ABA. 88-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Bank Arena. ABBA, No. Good. Mm. Yeah? No? Okay. Maybe. Uh speaking of, I was at that location real quickly. Uh we we're I was at that location on Sunday for Disney on Ice. Disney on Ice took the girls. Um, I got in at 530 in the morning to my home after returning from the FAU Clemson game so I got a little nap in uh, and it was at one o'clock this uh, this performance so I had red Zone on my phone Scott Hansen who I have beef with now but Scott Hansen was given the highlights the red Zone highlights on Red Zone network on my phone at the arena while it was it was um. It's something like believe in yourself. And it was uh, the the largest collection of Disney princesses I've ever seen on Disney on Ice. And I've been to a lot of Disney on Ice. Uh, Cinderella was there. Yes. Uh, Actually, pretty much all princesses except for Ariel, which was very bizarre. I don't understand why the little mermaid was left home. But the, the largest crowd reaction since Matthew Kachuk scored the game winner in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, and I wasn't surprised. This is the most popular Disney character amongst children ages 2 to 8. And I want you to guess, because it was a roar when this character came out. It's not a princess. That's the hint I gave you. It was a roar when, uh, reminiscent of Matthew Kachuk's game winner to win the Eastern Conference, who is the Disney character that kids ages 2 to 8 it. love more than, than any other Disney character? And it was flat-out raucous Olaf. at this arena. Thank you. God, I was going Olaf.
3: I got it. That's what I said. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Uh, Who is your kid's favorite Disney character? Because, I I mean, Olaf is the goat. Olaf, it was a roar. Like, they should have just lit the lamp.
3: (laughs) I've never seen Frozen. I refuse. Really? Yeah, I refuse to see Frozen. What's wrong with Frozen? I'm a diehard Despicables Me fan, and they beat Despicables Me in the Oscars. Despicables Me?
0: Despicables Me?
3: Whatever. You also
0: hate English. Yeah. Grammar.
3: I, I can't. The English language, that's a whole different topic, <laughs> and it gets very personal, okay?
0: Oh, God. But
3: anyways, uh-huh. they beat um for the Best Animated Film in the Academy Awards, and I was like, you know what? Screw you, Frozen. You obviously don't know what uh, good talent and good things are like, so i Mm-hmm. What is it? It's
0: also all... Boycott. Uh,
3: it's boycott. boycott.
0: yeah, and it's all animated, so... All right. I don't care. Uh, you have weird beefs. That is Jeanette <laughs> Javier, Sports Biznatch. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.